0: Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Right For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Dr. Anthony Webby, founder and CEO of Sena Health. Dr. Webby, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. I appreciate you spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. Uh, Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Sena Health.
0: Sure. Um, So we're a Philadelphia-based company. Um, I'm a physician by background, uh, practiced internal medicine, uh, really the whole gamut of internal medicine. So working in the hospital, working in nursing homes, uh, outpatient primary care, telemedicine, and even doing house calls. So my favorite times Uh, As a student and in my training as a physician was doing house calls in South Philadelphia uh, with old Italian ladies and uh, meeting them in their home and bringing care to them. So in addition to that, I I would describe myself as a self-proclaimed tech geek. I love technology. I've always incorporated technology into how I deliver care. And it's just incredible um, how technology continues to evolve uh, in the day and age we are in currently. So um, I worked as a physician, then as a healthcare physician executive here in the Philadelphia area, and then started Senna about four years ago, uh, bringing my passion for caring for people at home and technology together into a company called Senna. And uh, the purpose of Senna is to truly radically transform the patient experience and improve on how patients experience healthcare. And that's how we went out to market. Starting out with hospital at home at the peak of the pandemic and bringing hospital level care and high acuity care to people in their homes, leveraging technology um, and operational innovation. So. Excellent.
1: How are you you delivering those services? I, I assume we're talking about telehealth on the front end, but when you get to acute care, in the home, how how do you accomplish
0: that? So the core of our business is this clinical command center that's 24 seven, 365 available on demand um, to patients, to doctors, to family members, to our partners. There has to be a core air traffic control, if you will, that's reliable and always there. So everything runs through our clinical command center, all of our services runs through that. We leverage technology. We have an in-house technology team of programmers and developers, where all of our coordinators and all of our team members and leaders leverage technology, automation, AI, into how how we operate and how we function. So it all starts there. That's our really heart and soul. Um, And it's called our Sena Health Core. That's our command center. Um, from there, we deploy devices into people's homes. We don't manufacture any hardware, but uh, the pace at which the hardware is evolving is, is truly incredible. Uh, things like, you know, remote patient monitoring, watches that people can wear in the home to track, and you know, Apple watches and and Samsung, Google, those are common things, Fitbits and things like that to give you an idea. But the technology is, is advancing so much that you can track. Uh, if a person falls in the home, if their heart rate is abnormal. So, we put devices into people's homes and that connects by cellular to our command center. So, yes, telemedicine is part of what we do, certainly to connect with people by video, uh, to be able to examine uh, people remotely. Uh, but we also have to deploy people in certain, certain circumstances because you can't do everything by telemedicine, right? You can't put in an IV. Uh, and administer medication by telemedicine so that's the connection from the community um, is leveraging technology into our clinical command center that's available 24 7.
1: Excellent and and your clients are these people who are aging or the you know the sort of people who are hesitant to to leave the house and go to the doctor who, who are you serving with this this platform
0: Yeah, so yes, the majority of our patients um, are of the elderly uh, demographics. And certainly um, as a nation and as a country, we continue to grow older. Uh, Every day, 10,000 people turn 65 and older. um, And we're not going to have enough people uh, to care for those uh, that are aging if we don't innovate and change the way we deliver care and how people experience care. Uh, But that's not to say that we don't have younger people. I mean, we've had Uh, I remember, you know, recently a patient that was 38 years old that had a really bad bout of uh, pneumonia, um, COVID still, and on top of that had a bacterial pneumonia. He saw his doctor for two weeks, he has three little kids, he works at a local gas company here, and um, his doctor did a CAT scan and said, look, you need to go in the hospital because you have a bad pneumonia and the pills we're giving you aren't working. Um, so he ended up going to the ER and we ended up treating him in the home where uh, I was his doctor. Uh, I still practice. And, uh, you know, as I was talking to him, I saw his three little kids running around uh, in at home. He had an IV, getting medications. The nurse was there at his bedside. So we have younger uh, populations as well. And also we, we do a lot of work with uh, people with intellectual disabilities as well, people on the spectrum. Um, in group homes. Uh, so we can also bring care to them as well. But the majority, Andrew, you're right, are the elderly aging population. Those are most of our clients.
1: Excellent. And 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 other than basic access, which of course is the most important
0: component, what are the most common problems you're solving for your clients? So access is a major, major issue, right? How do people access healthcare? How... Um, Unfortunately, a lot of things in healthcare today are very siloed. Uh, You have a subspecialist to the subspecialist that does only one thing. Unfortunately, there aren't a lot of generalists out there that can help people navigate. So um, one is, yes, we help, like you said, uh, improve and change the way people access healthcare, but more importantly, give them access to care where they have someone. One of the metrics we keep track uh, track of in our command center is speed to response, speed to answer whether it's a phone call, text message, and that's something our goal is within 14 seconds. If you're calling us, we know it's important that a human being gets on that call or responds to your message so that you know there's always someone there. So we've invested in in that technology. Um, So in addition to access, what we're really solving for is how people experience healthcare. I'll give you an example. So just to to elaborate on that, the average consumer of healthcare, regardless of education, understands healthcare at a fifth grade level, and that's no knock on anyone's education. It's just how healthcare is so complicated. I mean, I know physicians and and some you know neurosurgeons that struggle with getting the right care for their own family members when it comes to it. So it really takes a lot of work to understand healthcare and then explain it to a person and their family members uh, at a level that they can understand and make an informed decision. So I think those are the two things we're solving for, is access to your, access is big. Um, That's a major problem we have. And then two, it's understanding healthcare and how to um, consume healthcare or use healthcare uh, as a well-informed patient and family member. Excellent. Excellent. And I
1: assume there is some competition in your space. There has to be. What what differentiates Health? What makes you stand out from your competition?
0: Yeah, Andrew, there's not enough competition. We are just touching the surface here of uh, bringing care to people where they are. And there's some incredible people in our space doing amazing things, uh, even pre-pandemic, during the pandemic and post-pandemic. Um, and really, it's a community of people out there. Uh, they're trying to support each other. And the whole concept of really what, what we're doing here, Andrew, is, is that concept of care anywhere. You know, people now like, you know, you and I are having this conversation where probably before the pandemic, it'd be a little bit more challenging to make this the norm. And uh, culturally, we've changed in how we consume uh, things, right? Uh, whether it's how we get things delivered to our homes or, um, you know, how do we go to events, how do we communicate, how do we work with each other? So healthcare is not immune to that. Uh, And um, uh, there's there's a lot of people trying to solve for that concept of care anywhere and bringing care to people. Telemedicine is just one part of it. So, yeah, there are competitors. I don't look at them as competitors. We're all trying to do the same thing. I wish more people, more hospitals, more doctors and medical groups um, get into this concept of meeting patients where they are and meeting their families and bringing care to them, as opposed to the opposite, where we've built this large institution's and expect people and their families to come there to uh, consume uh, health care. Uh, I think what differentiates Sena is um, we truly meet patients where they are and go upstream. A lot of programs focus on just one thing, whether it's delivering hospital care at home uh, or whether it's uh, helping employees, uh, uh, navigate healthcare, uh, or whether it's, you know, cancer care, cardiology care, um, or urgent care at home, for example. And I think what we do at Senate differently is that we really cover the whole gamut of care at the core of what we do is our clinical command center that enables. Sure. We can do hospital level care at home, uh, or we can go all the way to just deliver vaccines in the home and help someone understand, uh, their care as an employee so we do a lot of work in the employer space where unfortunately a lot of employers are struggling and their employees spending a lot of money um, on health care for their employees and the experience is just terrible so uh, again i think that's what differentiates us and look we're not trying to be everything to everyone but what we really do well is that clinical command center That's our heartbeat of how we enable all the uh, models of care that we have.
1: You used a phrase that I use every single day in the context of what we do here at Right For Me, which is that you have to meet people where they are, whether it's medical care or or your content to educate and engage people and teach them who you are. Tell me what role content has played in the growth of Senna.
0: So one of the Major things I tried to hardwire when we first started Senna from the very first person we cared for, Linda, was to constantly get feedback and create feedback loops in our organization. And our North Star and number one feedback is our patient experience and the testimonials we get from patients. So we hardwire that from day one in Senna. And um, the testimonials we've gotten, Andrew, are just second to none. Look, I, I've been a physician for 17 years. And a lot of my practice, wh- whether I was a hospitalist, uh, working in the hospital uh, or, uh, you know, in an office, um, people don't people don't want to end up in the hospital. They're not happy to be there, unless you're having a baby or delivering something happy, you know. But if you have a broken bone or you have a heart attack, you know, stroke, You're not happy being in the hospital. I've seen the reverse when we've met people at home. Like that 38-year-old gentleman with pneumonia, he wasn't feeling well, but he was so thankful to be at home with his three daughters running around and just being able to be home with his family. And that content, um, I think we're not doing a good job always capturing it. We can certainly always improve and do better. But those stories is what drives us is what we should get the word out uh, on and inform people that there's a different way to experience healthcare um, that's very different than what we're used to. So um, I, I truly believe in that. You know, capturing those moments, that content, and and spreading the word. So uh, we'd love to have your help uh, with that because uh, you know we're we're a healthcare delivery company and we're a tech. Tech company as well, so we're not good at that. So we'd love to get your uh, input on that and support.
1: Hey, we'd, we'd be honored to help you help people thrive. Talk about talk about the COVID years for a second. Now you said you launched the business four years ago. Is that right? So yes. COVID was a an atom bomb on the world in terms of how we go about things, but it sort of fell into your lap in terms of your business model. Tell me about the challenges and opportunities of growing a
0: business uh, through COVID. Sure, sure. So yeah, we started the company April of 2020. So <laughs> um, I you know, left my uh, other job prior to this a couple months earlier and then yeah, the pandemic hit. Um, my wife is an infectious disease physician so she was in the heart of it. Um, you know, we have we have four kids at home. We didn't know what was going on. So it was really chaotic, you know, um, especially my wife. She was, you know, at the true front lines of COVID. We had, you know, ground zero. Um, the first patient, you know, I'll never forget, she came home and was like, wow, we're all in shock. We're trying to figure this out. And uh, so we were ground zero uh, for COVID. When I started Senna, when, you know, went out on my own with my partners, you know, I have two other partners that were instrumental in starting uh, the, the company with me, our goal, and people ask me, what business are you in? And yeah, we do hospital at home and we do, you know, advanced care at home and, and help employee navigate care. But the business we're in is to truly and radically transform the patient experience. We really do. And we want to bring care to people and meet them where they are leveraging technology. So, so that's the business that we're in. Um, I've always been familiar um, and love the idea of hospital at home. Um, again, most of my career as a physician was as a hospitalist. So that's a specialty where people come in the hospital. I take care of them for a few days and then get them back home in the community. So um Looking at our North Star of radically transforming healthcare, I'm very personally very passionate about helping people age in place, love technology. And that's, and there was a need back then because we were telling people, if you remember, especially here in the Northeast, stay away from the hospital, don't go to the ER unless you're really sick. Um, and then we had really sick people just stay at home and being afraid to leave the home. So, through my network of doctors that have been doing house calls for many years, uh, Dr. John Daly, I'll give him a shout out. He sent us our very first hospital at home patient, and that's how uh, we started getting more referrals and more people sending us patients. Uh, again, that was you know it helped the business, but also helped us learn. And by the way, Andrew, there was no payment model for this <laughs> back then. We didn't go into this to try to get paid or, or make money. We really truly wanted to transform the healthcare experience and. We went into this, you know, learning, leveraging technology, building technology. And then later on, later that year in 2020, November, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is when Medicare, you know, gov- the government, the largest parent in the country, said we're going to pay for hospital at home. So since then, it's really been a movement. And a lot of people have come into this space now that there is a payment model. But when we started this, Andrew, we, were, we weren't getting paid. There was no payment. <laughs> we we're just trying to do the right thing for people and, and bring them care during the pandemic. Well, it's it's an honorable
1: endeavor, especially since it wasn't particularly lucrative for your, your first year in business. I appreciate the fortitude. All right, let's let's look down the road a year from today. What are some things you'd like to be celebrating personally and professionally?
0: Yeah, so wow, that, that's a great question. Um, especially now, you know, beginning of the new year. Uh, we all have our New Year's resolutions. I, I try not to fall into that, but uh, we, you know, I do like to plan. I am a planner, so I always have the you know my personal goals and my uh, uh, business goals um, that I uh, you know plan for the year. So personally, my my personal north star is always my family. Um, that that that's my purpose. That's my why. My my children, my family. So you know, have those personal goals certainly to achieve as my kids are, are getting older. Um, and all just healthier. I always aim to live a healthier uh, lifestyle. Uh, So I have my personal goal there, uh, uh, you know, training and then getting healthier there. Uh, For work, um, we have some plans this year to get the word out. Um, I have a dream that, you know, one day I wake up and we have 10,000 people. I don't know why that number just sounds like a, a number I, you know, woke up or we were planning them back in 2020, wake up and there's 10,000 people that will be at home getting hospital level care in the home and not in a physical hospital bed. Especially since now a lot of our hospitals around the country are faced with uh, limited resources. The hospital beds are full. Um, we're actually... St- Thankfully, COVID is not as bad now as it was before, but there's still COVID out there. There are people that haven't taken care of themselves for years that are seeing the ramifications of that. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, as we progress through the year, the word gets out and hospitals, doctors, insurance companies, really, they're the ones that can drive this, realize the benefit of this. And there's a lot of studies coming out, a lot of legislation coming out supporting this type of care in the home. And we have more and more people uh, getting more care in the home, not just hospital-level care, but other types of care in the home, where otherwise they would have been they would have been forced to go to a, a facility an office. Uh, so yeah, that that's our plan for this year's continued growth.
1: Excellent, excellent. Please tell everyone what's your URL. Where can people find Santa Health, and what uh, social media outlets are using as well these days?
0: sure so um s e n a health.com uh that's our main uh website there's a lot of information and, and content there on the type of care that we deliver uh we also very routinely post updates on linkedin um uh trying to you know communicate with our colleagues there our business partners and other people in the healthcare industry and then publicly socially we we use uh twitter or x um, as uh, more content uh, that's public facing. So those really are the, our website, uh, LinkedIn, and then uh, X. Excellent. Dr.
1: Anthony Webby of Center Health, thank you for spending some time with us today on Business Ninjas. Uh, I thank you for what you do. Uh, all the best to, uh, to you and yours for continued health and success.
0: Thank you, Andrew. Um, I really appreciate the time and I enjoy the conversation. Uh, We have an amazing team at Senna that are very, very committed uh, to our North Star of helping people get more care in the home. So um, really, that's what gets me going every day is our incredible team. And uh, yeah, uh, the future looks promising and good luck uh, to you as well, Andrew. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Be well. Thanks. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this?